Welcome, welcome, welcome to Verdant North, the podcast that tells you how to keep your mums from turning into mummies, the high caliber people that cackle and consume craft cocktails while keeping you current with cool weather content. In this special Halloween episode, we discuss our spooky plans, hit you with a list of 10 fall things to do, and get tipsy with cider-based beverages. Thanks for tuning in. Into this episode of Verdant North, this is your host, Caroline Hallstrom. Hi, everybody. Whoa, hot mic. Hot, hot mic. Hot, 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 <laughs> hot, hot, hot. It is October time. It is fall time. And I get a little sad because I love summer the most, but that's why I make sure I celebrate everything that happens in October. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta have something to like celebrate and mark the time and look forward to. And yeah. It's a less good hurrah for the, for the environment looking nice and whatever you can get out of it. It's a good time before you're stuck inside all winter. Exactly. And you're exactly. going to have to like, uh, I have to struggle to get out of my own driveway kind of business. Exactly. I don't want to shovel nothing yet. But uh, no. anyway, we got a great episode for you tonight. We got a full house. Featuring Certified Spirit Specialist, Nikki Lyons. Hi, Nikki. Hello. And we also have Dan the Man, Fudson Hudson. <laughs> That's me. That's him. We're all here, and we're ready to to start drinking, I think. <laughs> Nikki, do you want to take yes. it away? Hello. Okay, so tonight's cocktail is about as simple as you can get. So pulled out one of my old special tricks, which is basically... Pour some whiskey in it. Anything you're trying to do, make it taste a little better, just pour a little whiskey in there. So um, Dan was kind enough to bring some um, uh, hard apple cider, apple cider if you want to call it. Um, and then he put a little bit of a Trader Joe's apple cider in there as well to get a little bit more sweetness. Secret, and then I poured a little Jim Beam Black in there. So figured to go with the theme of you know nice American apple cider, throwing a little, little bourbon, which is about... As American you can get with whiskey. So, yeah, that was about it. So, pretty simple this week. Hell yeah. Let's uh, cheers. Let's toast. Cheers. cheers. Happy Halloween. But yeah, to get a little bit more in depth. I'm not going to half ass it that much. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, we essentially have two types of alcohol working here. So, with the um, apple cider, like anything, make beer out of anything, like all you do, apples have sugar in them. Same thing as like grapes, wheat, anything. Ferment that shit. Yep. And so if it has sugar in it, you can ferment it and you're ready to go. So, um, it's interesting though, it's like apples don't quite have as much sugar as something like grapes. So, mm-hmm. it's harder to keep that sweetness in there. So, you have to use it usually doesn't get as high high of an alcohol content as something you distill from grapes or some sort of grain that you pulled some sugar out of um so yeah it keeps it nice and dry and <laughs> just so you know if you hear laughing it's because uh, i have a foster dog named presley who went on an eating spree today <laughs> and has the worst farts in history. She's quite terrible. She's killing farts. us. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's quite pretty, bad. Pretty stinky. Uh, yeah. uh, something's haunting her butthole. <laughs> that is for sure. I, I, she, she's for cursed. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, my God. My eyes are watering. This is so <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that dog needs some Altoids for the butt. Yep, something. (laughs) Something. (laughs) 
run an air purifier fire out of there yes. or something. Yeah. <laughs> just like, Where's your Febreze? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we had some. That doesn't fix it. We know that doesn't fix it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm Only sorry. It it's all right. <laughs> we just got so sidelined. You're talking it's about apples, apples. Yes. and apples don't have like as much sugar yeah. as other fruits. Yeah. So keep going from there. Yeah. So the kind of the less sugar you have in there, the less that you can ferment. So you don't get very high of an alcohol content. So I figured spice that up with a little whiskey. Um, so yeah, the bourbon I use is the Jim Beam Black. So it's aged probably around, I think pushing around six years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of basic rules for bourbon. Like one of the kind of rules that people, th- or a rule that people think is for bourbon is that it has to be made in Kentucky, which is not true whatsoever. Um, a lot of it's made in a lot of it is made in Kentucky for a variety of reasons, which I'll save you a history lesson for another time. We can get more in-depth into bourbon. Okay. Um, but ba- base rules has to be made in the U.S. to be called a bourbon. Um, hmm. uh, made at least, with at least 51% corn. Um, usually round that out with you know a lot of a lot of distillers are push more about you know up to that 60-70% corn. Hmm. Usually a little barley, a little wheat in there. Um, Kind of their big thing, every distillery has their secret mash bill for what they use and where they get their flavor from. And then it has to be charred in new American oak barrels. So um, why, you know, bourbon pairs perfectly with kind of apple ciders, things like that, as it gets those nice kind of caramely, brown sugar, toasted marshmallow type notes coming out. And that comes from aging in that charred wood. So when you have oak, you have all these different sugars and stuff in the in the wood. So when you char them, that kind of caramelizes them. The, the whiskey sits in there, kind of soaks in the wood, takes all that quality. And so that's where you get all your so, flavor and color and everything. So- why do they call it bourbon instead of burn bun? I don't know. Stupid. I do not know. It's that southern accent. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have that bourbon. Yeah. You mean burn bun? Yeah. No, I meant bourbon. Yeah. And that, that, that could be where it came from, too. I never know. My uneducated guess. Yes. Yep. We can go with that. Go with that. My Start that rumor. Bad pun. And just. <laughs> well, Dan's coughing. I was going to ask. Yeah. So, did you brew the cider yourself? Or yep. is it, Okay, cool. Yeah, so the cider is from Pepin Heights orchard okay uh, got a couple of pails of freshly pressed cider from those guys mm-hmm. and threw some yeast in there and let it go that i'm i have brewed cider before too and i have to say if anybody is interested in brewing cider cider do cider first because yep. it's really like two steps you don't even really have to like boil it and cook it and pay attention mm-hmm. to it a whole lot. Yeah, I hear the challenge is basically like rice wine, ciders, and then getting into actual brewing with hops and actually move. Because I hear some rice wine, like you can make easy rice wine. I don't know about making easy rice wine. Oh I've tried God. making sake before. No, well, no, I'm not. I'm super about, pain in the ass. Not so much the, the, the sake <laughs> end of it, but like the real just, just like, like rice wine. Just yeah. rice wine. <laughs> just like let rice ferment. Like, and I, I've heard, I've seen some people just make it and like, oh no, I just have really cheap liquor now. <laughs> I <laughs> turn a pound of rice into liquor, basically. I want. Here's here's my challenge to you. You should do this and then make us drink it. Yeah. And because, like, we've had things that, I mean, I, I'm i drawing a blank here. This is uh, really bourbon-y. No, just kidding. Uh, uh, we've had stuff that he, uh, that Mr. Dan, he, Dan, yep. Dan, he brewed. Yep. Dan, he boy. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. It's <laughs> You're me. reaching, but it's fine. <laughs> just, just. Cancel all that out, Randy. Just take it all out. <laughs> Just scratch it. It's totally fine. I got real dumb there for a minute. No, Whatever. I was going to say, like, 
you know, my husband brews and you've had my husband's beer before. I haven't brought it here to, for us to consume as of yet, but I will. Um, and then Dan's brought stuff that he's brewed and Nikki gives us booze all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I think it's your turn. Well, I am going to let you guys, I mean, we tried a little bit of my wife's like apple cider, which it, it, I mean, if we're going to keep talking about it, just like I, I would like. I wish you could blame it, but she is out. But um, basically, she brewed with uh, Chardonnay yeast, and it kind of basically what happened was uh, from her words, she's like it brewed in some place that was like too cold, mm-hmm. uh, not not necessarily warm enough environment in a mm-hmm. basement for too long, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a, with a little bit too much brown sugar included, kind of stripped a lot of the apple flavor away. Mm-hmm. Basically, turned into an apple wine. Yeah. And oh wow, that's terrible farts. Sorry, that dog so. is the worst. That oh, dog wow, that just, just it is available for adoption. <laughs> <if anyone's laughs> yeah. You yes. guys, she's secondhand really, hounds. She's really beautiful, oh, actually. Like I would take her home in a fart beat. She, <laughs> she, she smells like a garbage can right now. She on smells fire. like a garbage can full of poop diapers. <laughs> yes. That's she actually just, that's highly accurate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> This is the scariest smelling episode. But yeah, uh, I mean, like, uh, let some of you guys try. I don't know if you anybody else has had a chance to try it exactly. I know Dan I, and I Caroline tried it. I don't know. Yeah, and it's like real strong. It's, it's real strong, and it's not undrinkable. But at the same time, you're not getting that cider experience that you want. Yeah. But at the same time, I, it's like it's a good mixer for things. I think when later on in the year. Yeah. Well, here's know. the thing: like, you don't make a masterpiece the first time you do anything. It's right? a science experiment. So really. the, the first time I brewed a cider with my good buddy Dustin Ebert. Dustin I love you man. He got a rad job and he's going to move away so I'm sad about that. So I feel good talking about it. We brewed cider a couple years in a row. We didn't this year. Um, the first year we tried to do it from concentrate. If you're going to brew you can't use anything that has preservatives in it. Right. Um, other than citric acid. Uh, Vitamin C is a preservative. And so you have to read your labels very carefully and make sure that there's no other preservatives. It's just straight-up juice. Typically... Typically, the one you see is potassium benzoate. Yeah, that's the kind of that's it can benzoate itself out of here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you guys, I I don't know if my blood sugar is low. I can't wait till pizza gets here. That's how I feel. <laughs> um, anyway. We we were like, oh, we're going to be really smart. We're going to do like 10 cans of the apples and then like three cans of cranberry because cranberry apple cider sounds pretty awesome, right? Um, wrong. We did pretty much the same thing your wife did. But when you also add cranberry juice concentrate to your terrible cider, it tastes like prison hooch so that's what we <laughs> named it we named it prison hooch and it was like freaking nine percent it was a party beer you had to drink it extremely cold and fast and you only need one and then you're a topless grandma basically um so this second year we jesus again again <laughs> this dog needs to letting him fly <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she, she is so asleep right now. She's Gross. Just like gassing. Us. She's like, fine, you don't want me hanging out? I'm going to fart over here. So stupid. <laughs> Poor girl. I bet her stomach feels like sh- terrible. Like, just. <laughs> it's probably how my. She dug her feels. own grave. She ate a full bag of cat food and, like, 
box of Kleenex and of some other junk. So it's Kleenex around. always gives me the farts. Let me just say it's like a wood pulp factory in there. <laughs> uh, all right. So Dustin and I brewed every year, and he comes up with hilarious names. So the best cider I ever made with Dustin was called Lawn Cider Special Victims Unit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. And we we That's did not good. put like a whole bag of brown sugar in that one. And we did not put any cranberry juice concentrate. It was just juice plus yeast done. And if, you know, well. you can pasteurize it and bring it up to uh, a temperature where nothing can live in the apple juice before you pitch it with yeast. However... A lot of us like to play fast and dirty, and we don't do that. We just throw no. the yeast in it and just let it go. Because the yeast is going to very, very quickly eat anything edible in your cider. So it's up to you. depends on if you want it pasteurized or not. Always pasteurized milk, mm. <laughs> but not necessarily your cider. You can also put in uh, metabisulfite. A little bit of that too. Don't get all chemistry bitch up on me here. Things. Like that's any whole, whatever. Any whole brew shop's gonna have a bunch. And of just that. Go, didn't they start making uh, cideries actually pasteurized cider in 2015? Was that it or 2014? I thought federal regulations required pasteurization at some point. I'm not selling it. Uh, okay, I, I know. I just, I just want to. I just want to. I just want to ask because I just wanted to figure that out because I know you yeah. used to buy it unpasteurized until a few years ago. Yeah. But that's about that's all I wanted to mention because no. I know that that federal regulation change where they I made you pasteurize cider if you're selling it as a retailer. We will but. look into that for next year's Halloween. All right, episodes so <laughs> notated. I'm going to need you to make some rice booze and also find out about the FDA regulations. I'll get back to you next passes. year. Yeah. <laughs> next year. <laughs> all, right. all right. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. This you like she did a she did a good job. It tastes good. And mm. and yeah, putting a like a little splash of sweet juice in it kind of like yep. is mm. a is a nice compliment. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Yum. So, hey, toast to your to your wife's hooch. Well, toast, <laughs> toast this whiskey drink. Yo, I agree. So I was going to talk a little bit about apples now that we have the chance. I have this sweet book called The Drunken Botanist, and I mm-hmm. uh, have heard some podcasts do, I think, like Stuff You Missed in History Class talk about Johnny Appleseed a little bit. But Johnny Appleseed was planting... Trees for booze. Like, he made his own little industry. First, he's going to give you the trees. Then he's going to sell you the other gear, the presses, and that kind of stuff. And the guy would canoe up and down because, like, water was your highway at this point in the world. Yeah. And this is not 1990 we're talking about. We're talking about (laughs) more than that. Um, But... Randy just gave me a question from the internet, and I will totally address this, but it sidetracked me. You guys. So I'm sorry. I'm splatterbrained. <laughs> I'm splatterbrained. We're talking about Johnny Appleseed and how he was going up and down the river planting apple trees so he could make hooch. Hooch. <laughs> yep. That was his thing, is he's going to sell you all the gear. It was his own industry. So uh, he didn't just like walk around, oh, I'm planting apple trees because I'm eating apples. Do, 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 do. Because actually, the apples that you press it, for cider, the best apples for cider do not taste good when you try to eat them by themselves. They're yeah. they're kind of bitter. They're not as sweet as other things. Like really, a good cider apple is 
not palatable for just eating. So these guys, uh, Johnny Crappleseed, um, he was like, all right, let's plant tons of apples and make cider because it's early America time. <laughs> and then when Prohibition hit, they cut down all the apple trees. What? They cut down. I didn't hear that. I never. They either. cut down all the apple trees because of prohibition, because they didn't want people to be making booze, because everybody was making booze back then. It was like, oh, oh yeah, you know, my, everyone's mom makes meatloaf and booze. It was a classic pastime actually for a while. Yeah. yeah well, they didn't have Google and the internet, and you know, you had to do something get, with your time. They you didn't have get it. fucked up, uh, and, that, <laughs> and that would be an easy way too, because basically you could just like. Drop some apples into like a little bit of water and like whoops, spill a little. Drop some acid. (laughs) (laughs) We got to fast forward a little bit for that one. Um, But yeah, it could accidentally spill some yeast on there, and then you can't control what nature does. Like, (laughs) and if you accidentally drink that instead of something else, I mean, yeah. So if you like apple cider, you need to like mentally high five Johnny Appleseed a Mm -hmm. little bit, just because he was good. For the industry. (laughs) (laughs) How many gallons of apple cider does it take to get Paul Bunyan drunk? Uh, I don't know. What? No, that wasn't a joke. (laughs) (laughs) You suck it. (laughs) I don't remember hearing that story, but I imagine about the same as Andre the Giant. Like, he needed, like, 14 bottles of wine and stuff stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot. <laughs> good, wish, good guess. I yep. wish good I guess. had a picture of Andre the Giant dressed as Paul Bunyan. Yeah, I wish that'd be That'd pretty, be pretty rad. amazing. Upon yeah. a magical star. That's Although, what, I wish. what if you gave him an axe to pose with in the picture? Mm-hmm. I would be terrified. Nothing yes. can stop Andre the Giant with an axe. That's true. That's a, like a nuclear weapon right there. Okay, here's a question. So. Andre the Giant, Paul Bunyan, Axe Fight, who wins? (laughs) Depends who's drunker. (laughs) (laughs) They have each had 12 bottles of wine. (laughs) So they're both a little buzzed. They're not quite there yet. To be fair, Andre is a trained fighter, so (laughs) quotation marks. That's true, but Paul has a freaking blue ox with him that will will running of the bulls impale your ass if you fuck with his daddy. Or it could be like one of those coaches in the corner of the boxing ring, like with some water and a little shiny, shiny bathroom or whatever they wear. So, so, so Babe could really just be a, be a coach. He doesn't need to participate. So he doesn't. Yeah. He's just arm candy. He's just a babe. Something I don't know. You guys, right. you guys, let's do, it. let's do it to it. Let's reel it in. Let's reel it in. Presley. I'm gonna need you to not fart for this one. She's she's far away now, so yeah, hopefully we'll see. We'll see. We'll she's see how, how okay. that helps. So Dan, uh, what is this drink called? Um, well, there's like a couple versions of it. You could call it one thing I've heard a lot is Johnny Jump Ups. It's technically a boiler maker. Um, basically, anything you, time you pour whiskey into some sort of beer, that's okay. essentially what it is. So mm-hmm. I think it's. I think Johnny Jump Ups is cute because Johnny Appleseed and mm-hmm. Apple stuff, but also Johnny Jump Ups are a real flower. They're kind of a spring thing, though. They're like a viola. Uh. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of kind of like a little micro pansy. But hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> micro pansy. <laughs> thank you, thank you for these yummy drinks. As always, You're welcome. Okay, all right. We got to talk plants now, finally, yep. Dan. Yep, let's do plant, it. In this plant-based podcast, we came up with 10 things for you to do this fall 
before the snow flies. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I'll read half of them. He'll read half of them. And then. <laughs> that is how we will do it. And, and uh, we, then we'll banter. That's the plan. All right. So number 10. What are your mums? Like, mums are these cool chrysanthemums. That's what it's short for. These mums are so pretty, and you stick them on your doorstep, or you bring them to work, and oftentimes people forget to water them because you think, oh, it's chilly, I don't need to water anything. And then they, like, get crispy and dry like a mummy and fall apart and look awful. So go ahead and... Remember to water them, like you know, be like, oh, it's it's morning time. I'm gonna drink a little coffee and then go splash some water on my mums. There you go, water your mums. All right, Dan, number nine. Number nine, stop mowing your f-ing lawn. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, the grass does not need to be stressed like that. Uh, when you when you mow the grass, you're you're cutting off the top, obviously. But then that's like spurring it to grow more, right? Okay, and we don't want to encourage. You don't growth want right it to now. be growing. You more. want it to go dormant. Yeah, and in the in the most uh, most grasses are the ones that we keep in our lawns are like what we call cool season grasses. Mm-hmm. So they kind of go dormant in the middle of the summer, and then they start growing a little bit more kind of at the end of the summer, a little beginning of fall. But at this point in fall. They're not doing a whole lot. It's starting to get really cold. They kind of are trying to store up for the winter. And you mowing them is not helping them out. Don't do that no mow. Just let them be. Okay. Let it be. For the love of God. Moving on. Number eight, Dan Hudson. Clean up all your debris. So rake your leaves. Okay. Pick up sticks and other things and (laughs) children's toys that may be in your lawn. Uh, yeah, make sure that you've got all the debris and detritus and all that kind of stuff, like, picked up from your lawn. Because if you think, like, oh, I'll just be lazy, I'll pick it up in the spring, uh, the leaves, if you've got leaves on your lawn, they will mat and just kind of stick together, and then you'll get mold growing under there. Mold! And then you'll get a bunch of dead spots in your lawn. So... And just it's pick not it up. spooky and cool. That is not cool. <laughs> that really just no, opens up just, opportunities where yeah. your lawn, if it is growing very densely, it's hard for weeds to sprout up in your lawn. Mm-hmm. So by raking leaves, you're preventing dead spots. Dead spots are opportunity for weeds to pop up in the spring because there's already weed seeds in all of the everywhere. soil everywhere. everywhere. Yep. So you giving it that opportunity for light is going to germinate some of that junk. And that's how you get way more Creeping Charlie than you ever thought was imaginable. Mm. It's terrifying. Okay, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. All right, number seven, tear out your veggie garden plants. They're already done for the year. Your cucumbers probably look like mine, covered in, like, yucky white powdery stuff. (laughs) And your tomatoes probably look... Like weird corpses of you know scary plants. Um, they don't look good. My it looks terrible. Yeah. My, so, mine look like that too. Like they're from out of a haunted house or something. Yeah, they just they look they look derelict. So throw that away. Um, you can compost anything that didn't have a disease this year. Um, if you have a super hot compost, and you know you have a super hot temperature compost. You can compost just about anything because it'll even kill seeds and that kind of stuff. But 
I don't have a super hot compost, so I am not going to put my crappy ass tomatoes into that. Um, yeah, it's not worth it. I don't want to perpetuate the tomato blight I dealt with this year. I'm still bitter yeah. about that. Although I've heard from many farmers, growers, gardeners, people, mm. the internet, yeah, that this has been a year for tomatoes and people are fighting all kinds of blight and issues. Yeah. So it's the weather. I had a lot too. It's the weather. Tomato. tomato spots. Stupid. Okay. So moving along. Number six. Number six. Uh, make Make some records. Write down what went well this year. Uh, record, you know, where things were, how, what you liked about them, what species of plants that you grew. Like maybe you really liked your peppers. Well, write down which variety that was because otherwise you're going to get something else because you're not going to remember. You will not remember in a couple of months even when, you, when you're ordering seeds from the catalogs. You'll never know what you'll it was. Never. You're going to screw it up because you're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really it's really easy to like to forget or to think that you're going to remember next summer to plant it a little bit to the left or whatever it is. Just make some quick records. Okay. All right. No, that's a good call. I mean, or when you see things in other people's yards, you're like, oh, that's awesome. What is that? And you find out and then you forget. And you're like, oh, there was that thing. It was like green. I don't know. So <laughs> it's worth it. Uh, all right, number five, kale tastes better after a little cool weather. So hopefully you grew kale because it is very easy to grow. And after a frost, kale is a sweeter flavor. So if you haven't had some of your kale uh, after a little bit of frost, try it out. It's delicious. Uh, number four, Pumpkins. Are you carving pumpkins or are you cooking some delicious like butternut, delicata, acorn squash, any of that kind of stuff? If you're cooking with pumpkins and squash or you're carving a pumpkin, please save your seeds and roast them yourself because they're so delicious fresh. That's my favorite thing. I, I find for some reason as fun as carving pumpkins is, I love making the seeds more. This is delicious. <laughs> it's so good. Mm, so, my favorite snack in the season. Go ahead and look it up. It's a great source of protein. Um, but also, like, don't use olive oil when you're roasting your pumpkin seeds because you will burn the shit out of them. Uh, olive oil has a lower smoke point than regular vegetable oil. And I have had to learn that lesson like four times the hard way. I always forget. So <laughs> Google, Google a recipe and use the exact oil that they're talking about in your favorite recipe. And you can even try throwing some spices on there. Like, I think we put curry powder on ours one year. It was pretty interesting. It was like a red curry powder. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. That stuff's good on top of kale salads. Oh, whoa, meta. Or not. I don't know. Anyway. Self-referential. <laughs> okay. I love a kale salad. Uh, number three. Number three. Plant your fall bulbs. Including alliums. Yes. You can plant your fall bulb. I'll say this. You can plant your... Wait, fall bulbs? Fall bulbs. Or spring bulbs. Fall uh, bulbs? Fall bulbs and spring bulbs. Here's the deal. <laughs> you plant some bulbs that need a cold cycle. You plant them now in the fall. And that includes alliums, yeah. tulips, daffodils, yeah. that kind of thing. You can also plant fall bulbs in... 
early, early spring. Like sometimes you can get out there. I've heard of people that on a weirdly warm day in December or January, you know, when it's like, oh, it's 50 degrees in January, they'll go outside with like a shovel and dig up a couple of holes and put down some bulbs. First of all, who's got extra bulbs just hanging out in December? I don't know. I don't know where they get them, but... uh, Well, okay. All right. Here's my semi-pro advice. Here's my advanced amateur uh, advice. Plant them now, and if you forget on accident, then watch for your weird December day when Dan will come over to your house with a you shovel. You know what you could do? It's like a crazy person in the middle of winter with a shovel. Yeah. <laughs> like, try to plant some flowers. Oh, that's Johnny Bulbsy. You know, you know that everyone is going to be like, what the is Dan doing He's outside with a shovel in December? He's burying a body this time. I just know it. I just know it. That weird dude is always so carrying December. around strange things. At least the like neighborhood it. kids will stay out of your yard. <laughs> <laughs> or use it as some sort of weird game to like, dare people to go there. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy guy down the street. And then I'll plant them with the bulbs. Okay. so <laughs> <laughs> I just want to mention, though, before we move on from the bulbs, one thing a lot of people complain of when they plant their bulbs, for their fall bulbs, is that the squirrels dig them up again. I was just going to say, okay, so squirrels love to dig in fresh loose soil. Exactly. They think it's yep. it's rad. It's the best thing ever. Just like dogs really like to do that too. Yeah. But squirrels are like I know you buried a treat. I'm gonna get it. And they will mm-hmm. eat tulips. But you know what squirrels don't like to eat? Daffodils. And oh. and I have had some pretty good luck with my alliums too. And besides, alliums are very in vogue, they're very on point. They're they're very mm, popular focus. right now. Their alliums are the onion family flowers, and they're gonna be like a purple puff ball at the top of a long stick. They might be blue, they might be white. Sometimes there's a few that come in pinks and reds. But I'm planting some drumstick alliums, oh. and they are so cool. So. I can't wait until spring to see what they look like. But one, I got them um, all planted. One thing I've heard that's a good deterrent for squirrels is to put down chicken wire over the yeah. over the area because the squirrels, like, it weirds them out, like, walking over the chicken wire. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've, I haven't used it myself. I think but. it's just you just have to plant your stuff, you know, far enough under your chicken wire that if a crazy little squirrel is digging and reaches its little arm through the hole, it can't reach... It can't reach your nuts. It can't reach. <laughs> it can't Secret reach your treasure. bulbs. Yeah. Because the they'll eat, they'll eat whatever they can. Like they yeah. they don't care. These are city squirrels. They eat all the time and they do what they want. Mm-hmm. And even if there's nothing in there, sometimes they'll just dig anyway because they think maybe there might be something. And they in might there. bury some stuff because right now yeah. there's like those black walnuts all over the place and acorns and all that kind of biz. Like they're going to bury stuff and they're going to dig stuff up. And they're also looking for grubs. Sometimes I could be wrong. I might've made that up, but you know what? If you bury them under enough chicken wire that they can't get them, that is smart. And also there's different, um, like gravels that you can put down a layer of, and in theory, they're a deterrent, but I have not experienced uh, anything that deters them. They're just jerks. So I quit planting tulips and I'm planting more daffodils because they, yeah. they don't eat them. I love a daffodil. And, <laughs> and I'm planting uh, alliums because those are cool. So 
and I might try some species tulips. They're not like big, delicious bulbs like mm-hmm. squirrels like. They're smaller bulbs, and they're also supposed to be a bit hardier. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll plant like, oh, I bought this beautiful parrot tulip. Oh, it's so gorgeous. And then I plant them, I get like two, and they just look dilapidated. And the next year, they don't even come back. I'm like, why did I spend money on that? I should just get something that's a little sturdier. Okay. Do we talk about fall bulbs enough? Yeah, I think we talked about plenty okay. of fall bulbs. We talked about plenty of fall bulbs. Okay, number two for following this year. Give out the best candy you can afford to give kids at your door. <laughs> like, be the house you wish you got to go past when you were a kid. Like, if you can afford some, like, Costco mass packs <laughs> of candy bars that are king size do it up like have fun and you're gonna be super popular and then people will be like oh that's the house with the good candy and they're gonna talk about your stuff yeah it's pretty sweet i had a friend that considered that i told him be the weird house that gives the off brands though like king size chico sticks or twin bings <laughs> be that house <laughs> last that's year it was hilarious. the house that gave out pretzels so i feel like i need to step up my game (laughs) alternate whether you think the kids are cool or not and be like you get a candy bar how how pissed off you get some carrot sticks how pissed off do you think kids will be if i just give them packs of seeds (laughs) yes yep get your house egg later so i need so what i need to do is like get seeds and then rubber band them around a bing bing or whatever your fake- <laughs> twin bing <laughs> king size get three of those things in there it's a triplet bing <laughs> so you get diabetes and maybe you'll plant these flowers i'm pretty like, sure like adding like point. anything on top of candy or whatever is pretty frowned upon you'd probably have some angry parents showing up no no like, it's just rubber banded i'm not like yeah, adding know, it. yeah but even then they'd be like what on earth are you giving my child well then i'll hot glue it <laughs> yeah. i don't Satan know yeah. pamphlets oh they're gonna start growing marigolds and next thing you know it's marijuana oh my god <laughs> exactly listen i do say make one of those seeds a marijuana seed just be like I, where am i supposed to <laughs> where am i supposed to get that they don't sell it at Bachman's. Come on. The back room out of Bachman's, I've mm-hmm. heard. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so Halloween. Do it up. At least give out good candy for fuck's sake. Yeah. Okay. And, and now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The number one recommendation <laughs> for things to do this fall. <laughs> that was a drum roll. Water your god trees. This- <laughs> That's... That's the thing. That's a, you, you need that's to water your one. trees. That's, that's number, number one, one, really? That's number one because a lot of people don't think about it. They think of, of their trees and they're like, oh, yeah, this is a, whatever the tree we have in the front yard. But then they never do anything about it. But let's, they never prune it. Let's first acknowledge the letdown it. we went from buy awesome candy to water your trees. <laughs> I, I don't know that that's a letdown. I think that's a step up. And I, is that is that any tree then or all any, trees? Any or? and all trees, yeah. See, the thing about... If what? they if they have leaves, if they don't have leaves, especially if they have leaves. So what a lot of people needles? don't know this. If they have needles, they are super susceptible to drying out in the dry, harsh winters that we have. Okay. So especially if they aren't sheltered at all, like if you have strong winds, you know, like if you're near a highway or something, you know, and you don't have a lot of shelter, and there's lots of wind that goes past the your pine trees or something. 
um, those are leaves, those needles. So they will be transpiring water is going to be coming out of those needles and be drying out in the dry, dry winter air. So they need a lot of water to kind of stock up ahead of time. Um, your other, your other trees do too. Even the non-pine ones. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks old man, Dan. Yeah. So you know what? That's 10 things that you can do this fall, plus bonus and dog farts. That's a whole episode right there, I think, you guys. Yeah, I think we got You're it. Right. I, I feel good about this, and I'm ready to go play with mums and plant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get those like trick-or-treat buckets that are a little sprumpkin, and I'm going to plant mums into them. Because I think that's cute. I need to it's water faster. my trees. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right, everybody. We are going to roll the credits now. Thanks, guys. See you next time. And remember, it's okay, it's to, okay kill plants. to kill plants. It's, it's totally okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at advertednorth.net. Find us on Twitter at advertednorth. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorth team at gmail.com that is verdant north team at gmail.com you can hear this podcast through soundcloud itunes stitcher or google play music uh please don't forget to like rate comment and share the podcast please 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 the more likes ratings comments we receive the more visible this podcast becomes and we do not pay for any advertising so the more help the more we're you spread about this podcast the more it helps us and really the more it helps all your neighbors and you because we're talking about gardening in an area where a lot of people ignore it and it's a lot of fun uh you can find carolyn hallstrom at on twitter on at miss zero line that's miss o-line you can find dan hudson uh planting your bulbs later or at least digging some holes in your yard <laughs> when it's real cold out let me get them bulbs, let me get them bulbs baby <laughs> Uh, you can find Nikki Lyons on Instagram at November Blue BLU83. That's November Blue83. And you can find me online at, at Marlon underscore Rando on Twitter. You can also hear me on the Scattered Podcast. It is also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. We will have it in up, up finally. I've been preempting this for weeks now, but we'll have an episode with Caroline's on with my wife, Andy. Weird. Uh, <laughs> it is gonna, weird. You're going to hear a lot of weird. <laughs> Uh, always a special thanks to our friends Brietta Stead and Dewey Vu for graphics and artwork. Extra big thanks to our webmaster Corey Hartung for making sure we exist in the web. Welcome and to Minnesota, b- They moved here, them, them crazy kids. <laughs> and as always, thanks to Minneapolis Band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes, follow their hilarious blog, video blog project on YouTube, and listen to them on and arch rival band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp, YouTube, and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and as we said before, and always remember... It's, it's okay, okay to, to kill, kill plants. plants. It's it's totally fine. Just Ooh. do it. Try try again. What, what if they come back as ghosts? Ghost plants. <laughs> well, then I'm hosed. Ghost plants. <laughs>